I'm Glenn Richards, and I recently got to speak with Africa's premier diva, five-time Grammy Award-winning Angelique Kijo, who will be performing at the Phillips Center for the Performing Arts in Gainesville on Tuesday, April 18th at 7.30 p.m. Here's a snippet of her performing the title track from her 2021 album, Mother Nature, live at NPR's Tiny Desk. Don't ever let them hurt you in any way. Never let them steal and take the best of you. Keep building cities from the ground. We rise and weave the waves. Don't ever let them hurt you in any way. Never let them steal and take the best of you. Keep building cities from the ground. We rise and weave the waves. That's Angelique Kijo performing Mother Nature from September 2022, the 1,000th Tiny Desk concert from NPR. NPR has called her Africa's greatest living diva. She transcends simple labels and easy classifications. Angelique Kijo is more than just a singer, songwriter, actress, and activist. She's one of the greatest artists in international music today, appearing all over the world and collaborating with a wide range of artists across multiple genres. Peter Gabriel, Philip Glass, Sting, Buddy Guy, Alicia Keys, Dave Matthews, Ezra Koenig of Vampire Weekend, David Byrne, Sampa the Great, and many, many more. The five-time Grammy Award winner is also the 2023 Laureate of the Polar Music Prize, the most prestigious music award in the world to be, uh, to be the most prestigious music award in the world to be presented in Stockholm in May alongside fellow recipients Arvo Part and Chris Blackwell, who signed her to his Island Records label in 1991. Angelique Kijo will grace the stage of the Phillips Center for the Performing Arts in Gainesville Tuesday, April 18th at 7.30 p.m. Details at performingarts.ufl.edu slash events and kijo.com. That's K-I-D-J-O dot com. Pelio. Did I say that right? <laughs> I'm trying. Yes. I, I Googled yeah, it. Okay. You, you, you did it real perfectly. Hello. <laughs> Um, Hello, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. This is. I'm very happy to speak with you. I, I, I believe the first time I remember you was um, in 2007. It was the John Lennon tribute, Instant Karma, and a really wonderful uh, cover of Happy Christmas. Then since then, I've like uh, come across you from from time to time. So it's really kind of amazing that you're going to be in Gainesville. Well, I can't wait because uh, it's been a while with, since I've been there. I don't even remember when I was there last time. So I'm looking forward to discover another facet of the U.S. I mean, it's, it's, I live in, I've been living in New York for the last 20 years. I've been traveling around the uh, United States. It's, it's, I never get tired of it because every time it's new, every time there's something to discover, it's a continent in itself. It's not a country only. I mean, it's just like vast. It's very big. Yes. And and I'm always uh, eager and excited to see a new face of, of the United States of America because it's just like mind-blowing. A little bit. I should say it's overwhelming sometimes for, for, uh, for if, even for me that is such adventurous and traveling around the world and always thinking back, I, said, I don't even know really well the place I've been living for the last 20 years, I haven't seen even the, 
a fraction of it because I always discover something new. Gainesville is going to be a new experience for me, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, we're looking forward to having you here. So what can people expect from your show, your performance? I mean, just uh, across your catalog of, of uh, exactly. like your greatest hits kind of thing? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to play the latest album with a blend of Talking Heads, the blend of Celia, and other old songs. I mean, it's it's getting more and more complicated. More album you make, it's more and more complicated to make a, a set list for a concert. Yeah. It's, what do you leave out? Just like, which one you leave out, which one you put in, and you're just like, and then, of course, I don't do the set list without having the input of the musician. And not one of them have the same... A song in in mind, and then we just like, okay, stop talking. Let's let's pick on all the lists that you've done, and let's see how balanced the show is. Basically, that everybody take pleasure, uh, still take pleasure playing, and everybody's choice is is represented on on the set list. You have covered so many different areas, um, so I would expect that to be represented in in the show. Where does this come from, this this eclectic uh, interest that you have musically? I mean, you've worked with so many different kinds of artists and different kinds of genres. What? How did that come about? It came about from my childhood because I can listen to any kind of music. The thing is, when you grow up without understanding what kind of music is this, it, it, it's never occurred to my parents to tell me, this come from America, this come from this, is music, just listen to it. And I always listen to Music in my brain is all one thing. It's all one big thing. And whatever it is, if it speaks to me and allow me with another artist to be at the service of a song and try through that song to, to move the lines a little bit and for people to feel empowered by it, it's always my mindset. When I'm inspired to do an album, I, I see colors, I see a lot of things comes in. when It's something that I don't have any control over. And I always, always follow my inspiration. And if I don't follow it, I, I don't feel comfortable with it because I have to be able to, to, I don't like studios. So I need to find ways for me to have fun in the studio as much as I have on stage, which is not easy, but I'm always looking forward to the stage when I'm recording my songs and thinking about how with that, how, how this song that we're gonna be recording gonna be um presented on stage and it's always different from the album because i i know deep down that a song has, can have a multiple life it depends how you in which in which setting you are i can sing my song a, a cappella or a guitar or a keyboard or with an orchestra everything is possible the endless possibilities of song of, of a song is something that bring me to this world of realizing that if it's that simple, we all can sit around a table and bring our little bit of salt in it and make it a little bit juicy or make it salty or take it to another level. It's always, for me, learning, always learning and see, hearing other people in my world and how they see me in their world. And it keeps me alive because I don't want to live in, in a monochromic world where everybody have to look the same, we have to, to, to I like globalization, but I still want to keep my identity. Yeah, well, you bring your identity to the songs that you do. The the covers, I was uh, listening to Gimme Shelter the other day, the Rolling Stones song, and it's almost unrecognizable until you start singing the lyrics. And it's like, oh, wow. 
That's Angelique Kijo with Joss Stone doing the Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter from Angelique's album Gin Gin, winner of the Grammy Award in 2007 for Best Contemporary World Music Album. I'm Glenn Richards. Let's return to my conversation with Angelique Kijo and her ability to keep the essence of the original while adding her own interpretation to the songs she chooses to cover. I believe deeply that, uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, let me rewind back, and I would listen, because when you're a child and you're in the middle of so much culture coming at you at once, every time I come from school, there's always something new. My brother have a music band and they cover many songs. I know some song and I don't even know the, the name or the title of the song or whoever played it. And when you are in it, sometimes it gets overwhelming, even for a child that have a brain that can absorb everything. And then when I, I, I get overwhelmed, I'm like, but I like this song, but I can't, what can I make of it? I don't know how I, it sits in everything that I listen to. So I will run to the traditional musician and say, can you play this? They go, what? Play. And they play. If they can play a cowbell or a drum with the song, then I make it mine. So it, it, it comes back home to where I feel comfortable, where I feel absolutely um, uh, enabled to be adventurous, curious, and creative. So that's what I do with my song. And I'm yeah, when I, the first time I heard the, the Gimme Shelter song is was uh, in the movie, The Departed, talking about Im- immigrant. And I'm like, wow, this is still what we are dealing with. We are all immigrant. We we, we are migrate from one place to the other. Even us as, humani- as human beings, as a humanity, we all come from Africa because Africa is the cradle of humanity. Here we are spread around this globe this 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 earth that we call a, a, a planet earth and we forgot our roots where we come from basically and even if we do dna tests and bring us back are we able to accept the fact that we are not who we think we are so music is always that instrument that allow me to question some absurdity or some some people being feeling comfortable saying anything they want to say, say, I need to make it my world. I need to understand it to be able to live in this world, ever-changing world, and in this diversity of people that I live with. Wow. It's going to be an exciting show. You're such a dynamic performer on stage. I would imagine, thinking back to what you were talking about, the studio, it must be very constraining for you to be in that space. I hate it. I've always hated it. My first experience in studio is when I did my album Pretty in 1981. It was traumatic because I, I took my student loan to do this album. And then the producer have arranged all the songs and said, now you have to sing all songs in one night because that's the only night that I have. I have to go back to school. Right. So I entered studio at 8 p.m. and came out at 6 a.m. in the morning, completely sore, singing and singing and singing. And I didn't finish all my backing singers. And there were another Beninese singer that was there said, don't worry about it, I'll take care of it for you. Because I have to go back to go back to, to, to school. And I'm like, if this is just like going to supermarket and buying this and buying that, I don't want to sing like that. It's not what it is about. I need to take my time to sing the song, listen to it. And if I feel like I have to adjust, I didn't have the time to adjust all those things. And I think that was the trauma that made me hate so much studio. But then you uh, got discovered by Chris Blackwell, and we have somebody in common, the 
guy who produced your first album for Island Records, Joe Galdo. I'm from Miami, oh. so I know Joe Galdo. Uh, I haven't seen him in years, but that's uh, so funny that that um, you crossed yeah, paths. I mean, my first trip to the United States of America was in Miami to record that album. And my English at that time was not good, and I was surrounded by Lat Latinos speaking Spanish. And me, instead, at the contrary of my brothers and sisters, I studied German as a third language instead of Spanish. So I tried, and Joe was really, really gracious to help us through and find me. I mean, the laughter is out of this world. And I, I, I discovered also smoked spa, uh, um, fish. And we will go to a guy, very old guy under the under the the highway that have his smoke, I mean smoke shop. And I'm like, I want this. And I come back and I put it with hot sauce, tomatoes, more. I'm not doing all this. And the same thing for me, it it felt like home. The 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 the, the food, the energy, the laughter. And somehow I forgot a little bit the the feeling of claustrophobia that I have in studio because I knew I was working with people. I can see people from the other side and I can stop and take a laughter and go back to it. It was really, it's, it, I mean, I can't thank Joe Gardo enough to have, cho have chosen the musician around that we work with. Uh, and and, and it's, it's, it's a very good experience for me to, to, to encounter America through the lens of the Latinos in, in, in Miami. It was a mind-blowing thing. And the thing that was also funny is that trying to explain to Joe, okay, I know you're a drummer, so don't build my song around your drum. Build the songs around the percussion. Let the percussion guide you to the to your drum. And then from that, you will see clearly what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do, when I, how I write my song. And he just was skeptical at, at one point. And he said, and I said, can you give it a try? Let's try one song. If you feel uncomfortable, we do your way. And we do one song and he go, oh my God, this feels so freeing. It gives you endless possibility to do things because the percussion, they give you room. They give room for everything. It's like a heartbeat in the center of a, a, a crowd and that goes and, and touch everybody's heartbeat. So that's how we build this, the album Logozo with Joe Gardo. And it allowed also the space for electronics to be part of it, interesting. I mean, it doesn't look like something that is brought in. It, it feels like something that was there before. Organic. Organic, exactly. That sounds like you both learned from each other, which is great. Yeah. Miami is a, probably a, a great spot to be introduced to America because it's so international that it's it's not hardcore America, yet it's America. So Yeah, um, it, is, it is. And it is, it's sunny. I mean, hey, I'm like, son and food, you got me there 24-7. I, I sleep on the ground if I have to. <laughs> you mentioned talking heads remain in light, which is, is interesting how that album kind of introduced, well, certainly me and a, and a lot of people to West African-influenced music. Um, it actually started in their previous album, but... Um, those rhythms and things were were new to a lot of folks, and other artists like uh, Peter Gabriel uh, introduced mm -hmm. a lot of world music to the masses. 
Robert Plant, I remember reading, he was a big Felicuti uh, fan early on. I'm like, well, who's this guy? Who's this? I need to find out what this is all about. So how did you come to do the Talking Heads? You kind of, you're, you're <laughs> an African musician going to uh, an American band's interpretation of African rhythms. Tell us about it. I think it started when I arrived in France in 1983, when I, I, I ran away from my country, basically. I was running away from communist dictatorship. And three months prior, uh, after my arrival, I was just trying to make friends, to find, make a, find a meaning to what it is to be in a different place. And we went, I went along with some students to another student's apartment that tell us, okay, my parents have filled the, the fridge, let's go eat. And I'm like, I'm a student, I'm broke, I'm going to eat, of course. And then he had a cassette player, you remember that? Cassette sure. comes from another planet, right? For the youth today, <laughs> they don't know anything about it. It plays so music somebody... for those that don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> so I heard once in a lifetime and I start moving, I'm like, this sound like African. And one of the students said, you stop selling us your continent, man. This is not African. This is rock and roll from America. I say, well, I'm sorry for you, but you cannot do anything about my feeling about it because I know where I come from. I know what it sounds like. To for, I mean, fast forward, I did the album Logozo and I was playing at uh, SOBs in 1992 and David Byrne came to the show and we started talking. I'm like, are you sure you're American? And then he said, yes, I am. <laughs> and then, but how come you know my, my music so well? Till then... Till I start doing this cover of his album, I never put him together with Talking Heads. Oh, okay. It's when I start, I start saying there's a song in my head because I keep on singing, mm, 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 mm. and I was singing, and the prince said, "This is Talking Heads." I say, "Talking Heads, David Byrne." They say, "Yes." I say, "What is the song? Where's the album?" So we played the album, and from that moment on, I say, "Don't play me the song alone. I want to hear the whole thing." And from that listening, I decided that I was, I was gonna cover the album track by track. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Letting the days go by. Friend of mine said, Angelique, this is absurd. You don't understand any long. I mean, this word, this album have no meaning. I say it has for me because I grew up with elderly people that threw proverbs at me. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bring Africa together in this. That's the power of music. It transcends yes. boundaries and languages. It speaks on a different level. It speaks to the yes. heart and the yes, mind. That's the power. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to your appearance. Once again, Angelique Kijo is going to be at the Phillips Center for the Performing Arts in Gainesville on Tuesday, April 18th at 7.30 p.m. You can find out more information at performingarts.ufl.edu slash events. And you can follow her on all kinds of social media. And you can start at kijo.com. That's K-I-D-J-O.com. Angelique, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm looking forward to the performance. 
I'm looking forward to see you again. Then we can talk more about music. <laughs> oh, I could do that for a long, long time because we didn't even talk about Celia um, oh or anything or what you've got coming up planned. What's what's next? I don't know yet working. Everything is bubbling in my head. Okay. <laughs> when you hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks very much. And uh, congratulations on the forthcoming award. And we'll see you soon. Thank you so much, uh, Glenn. Bye. Angelique Kijo is a five-time Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, actress, and activist. In 2006, she founded the Batonga Foundation with the goal of empowering and educating adolescent girls in sub-Saharan Africa. Angelique Kijo will be at the Phillips Center for the Performing Arts in Gainesville on Tuesday, April 18th at 7.30 p.m. Details at performingarts.ufl.edu slash events and kijo.com, K-I-D-J-O.com. I'm Glenn Richards. Thanks for listening.